Our guest is from a Cambridge group working to improve farming practices in Africa. We'll hear how that's done by sharing information about advances in biotechnology. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. In this section called Scientists at Work, we talk to people who, for some reason or another, find themselves working, researching or thinking about science in Cambridge, England. We hear about a Cambridge-based group that is spreading awareness about biotechnology in agriculture. Their aim is to improve food production, especially in developing countries. They're called Biosciences for Farming in Africa, and it's a story I came across while making the monthly podcast for SciDevNet. Okay, SciDevNet, you better tell us all about that. Sure, well, they're a non-profit organization based in London that delivers science news and analysis on global development. And Roger, if you're keen on that sort of thing, you can check out their podcasts at www.scidev.net. Okay, thanks, Chris. We'll look at that. So tell us who you met from this Cambridge group who are doing the biotechnology thing. Sure, I met with one of the founders of Biosciences for Farming in Africa, Dr. David Bennett, to find out more about what they do. Okay, let's have a listen to that. Thanks very much for being with us here today in the studio, David. My pleasure, Chris. So tell us a little bit about your background, what got you interested in science, and what you're up to now in Cambridge. Okay, I started off as a molecular biologist a long, long, long time ago, and what got me interested in that was two very, very good biology teachers and a chemistry teacher. Excellent. Like a lot of people, it's the teachers that influence your choice of career. Nothing against the science, uh, but I was always interested in funny things like philosophy and political science and economics and sociology and so on. So I did another degree, and I took a few years out, and I became a real social scientist. And then the molecular biology with which I had begun, and by that time evolved into biotechnology. Right. So that's interesting, I thought. Ah, I'll bring some of the social sciences back to the biotechnology. And that's what I've been doing basically for the last 25 years or so, believe it or not, Chris. And that led you to form the organization. It's a non-profit called Biosciences for Farming in Africa, or B4FA, and you run this with Sir Brian Heap. That's right. Um, Professor Sir Brian Heap is a marvellous man, huge experience, and he and I lead this programme, Biosciences for Farming in Africa. It's an independent programme. It's funded by the John Templeton Foundation in the US and by two Cambridge-based trusts. And if you don't know Brian Heap, he's done a whole series of things. He was director of the Babraham Institute, south of Cambridge here. He was foreign secretary of the Royal Society. He was master of St. Edmunds College, Cambridge. Many, many other things. So tell us about the history and the goals of the B4FA program. Okay, Biosciences for Farming in Africa, it's been running now for four years. It is focused on the implementation of biosciences research, not the research itself. There's a great deal of very, very good research which has been going on and is still going on and will doubtless continue. So the programme that we look after uh, is focused on getting that research to the smallholder farmers, the many hundreds of millions of people who live in the countryside in Africa and who totally depend upon the crops which they grow. And this kind of research is about advances in biotechnology and things such as plant breeding, genetically modified crops, new forms of pest resistance. Yes, 
Um, it is entirely to do with, as you just said, Chris, getting the advances in modern crop breeding to the people on the ground who are the smallholder farmers in Africa. And why Africa? Because Africa is the continent where it is estimated that the greatest population growth will take place during the next 30 years. It will almost double, according to the United Nations surveys. Also crucially important is that half the population in Africa, 1.1 billion people, half that population is under 25 years of age. And many of these young people are moving from the countryside into the cities. Urbanization is the process. And instead of getting the jobs which they hope for, are in fact largely ending up in the appalling slums which surround many of these cities. And so these young people are probably your target audience for adopting these new biotechnology practices in farming. So what are you doing to attract them back to the farms? Well, hopefully you're absolutely right, Chris. They can be attracted back to the farm. If farming can be made more profitable, more attractive yield more money uh, so that they can have a better standard of living for their families themselves and so on. And so B4FA is focused on trying to bring information about these new farming practices to Africa. So how are you doing this, David? We're doing it in three main ways, actually. And these ways are, as I mentioned earlier on, are not to do with the research, but are to do with the implementation of that research by publicising it and its benefits, its effects, its consequences and so on for these people and for the economies on the ground in the African countries. And we're doing this in three main ways, as I mentioned. One by a series of publications uh, called Insights, in both book and website and large distributions. Uh, these are essays by leading people on various aspects of this whole situation that we've been talking about, bringing the benefits of bioscience research to people on the ground in Africa. So Insights is a set of publications. So what are the other two aspects? The second main aspect is a media fellowship program, which is directed to African journalists. And the program, um, it's been running now for three years. We've had eight courses in four countries. We've had 160 or more journalists pass through it. And they have very simple, very straightforward, very accurate information provided to them uh, on the crop breeding techniques, their applications in the farms. They do simple experiments like extracting DNA from a fruit. Um, and the result of all of this uh, is that they have produced and published a very large number, I mean it, a very large number of articles in their local newspapers and magazines. They've also done radio broadcasts like this one, which is on the uh, local radio stations. And there's a third way in which you are trying to disseminate information about new farming practices in Africa, a pilot project involving tablets. Uh, yes, we have three programs which are funded and supported by the Biosciences in Africa main program. Uh, one, as you mentioned, Chris, is to do with using tablets to bring information to local farmers um, they can not only download information, but there is also an interactive question and answer service. At the moment, we're using tablets, but smartphones 
are becoming very much cheaper and more generally used, including in Africa, and uh, it is possible to transfer the software from tablets to smartphones, so they can be used on them too. And you mentioned a question-and-answer service. What sorts of questions might they have answered? Oh, it's about um, the new varieties of seeds, how to cultivate them, how to harvest them, how to market them. We were chatting a little bit earlier, and you mentioned these demonstration farms, one of which is here in Cambridge. Can you share about that? Oh, yes. This is extremely interesting. Um, It's based on, and in fact the project is carried out by, the... National Institute for Agricultural Botany, NIAB, on the Histon Road here in Cambridge. Uh, They have a demonstration farm, which is really interesting, worthwhile visiting if you've got an afternoon. And the project that uh, we're supporting uh, is by NIAB, and they're investigating the potentials for transferring the demonstration farm idea and uh, techniques that they're using here in Cambridge into the African situation. And what kinds of techniques are they demonstrating? Again, it's all about how to grow crops, how these crops are developed, the better variety of seeds, and uh, how better to increase their yield, reduce pesticide and insecticide use. And the reason why all this is important is because it enables these many millions of smallholder farmers to grow crops which are higher yielding, more drought resistant, more pesticide resistant, and this enables them to earn money from their crops and become more self-reliant, more independent, and therefore not dependent upon donor aid. So basically biotechnology helps, or will help, farmers to move from aid to trade. Thank you very much for chatting with us here today, David. My pleasure, Chris. And that was me, Chris Kreese, talking to Dr. David Bennett of Biosciences for Farming in Africa. And you can find more details at their website, b4fa.org. I was interested in the project, the one they mentioned about using tablet computers to share this information for better farming. Yes, it's a really neat project, and the pilot project, I can say, is underway in two African countries right now, and there is interest to expand it further. And what about this demonstration farm that's actually here in Cambridge. David mentioned that, didn't he? Ah, yes. So we'll put a link to that on our podcast page too. And it's worth noting that there are demonstration farms in Africa already, but there's potential to transfer to these farms the new techniques that are being developed here in Cambridge. And if you want to explore the place, it's called the National Institute of Agricultural Botany Innovation Farm, which you can access from Lawrence Weaver Road off Huntington Road. Okay, thanks, Chris. That sounds like a good field trip for us on the Science Show. That's pretty much all for today's show. Scientists at Work is made by the Science Show team on Community Radio, Cambridge 105. You can also find past episodes on the website, www.cambridge105.fm. You can also subscribe to future podcasts with the iTunes store. You can get in touch with us on the email science at cambridge105.fm or on Twitter at 105science. Till next time, it's bye from the Science Show team of Roger Frost and Chris Kreese. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. <laughs>